Hello and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm Jim McCormick, Global Head of Desk Strategy at NatWest Markets. This series helps you cut through the noise in global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Last week was the third in a row for the low return environment that I've been talking about recently. After a pretty good start, global equities closed flat to down and are in the red again at the start of this week. The turn last week was driven by some disappointment that the Fed was not more dovish at its Wednesday meeting. As I've mentioned, monetary and fiscal policy fatigue is one important driver of the low return backdrop. Weaker growth and political risks are the two others. Away from equity markets, there were three important themes worth mentioning. First, it was a good week for Asian markets with a number of Asian currencies hitting new multi-month highs against the US dollar. We've written a lot recently on our view of Asia as a relative winner from this COVID crisis, including an insights piece by me in the Financial Times on Friday. The main driver last week was better growth data from China and most other parts of Asia. This week, the focus would be whether China gets included in the FTSE Russell Fixed Income Index. Given China's attractive yield, inclusion in bond indices would be a pretty big deal for that market. In terms of general markets, I'd make three points on this Asia theme. Firstly, it does show that broader dollar weakness will come in different chapters over time. Uh, Over the summer, it was really all about the euro. Today, it's mainly about Asia. The common denominator is the US dollar is most likely in a multi-month decline. Second point is given the structural nature of this story, investors are likely to underestimate the potential size of the Asian currency move. Uh, Interestingly, overnight, dollar Taiwan broke below 29 for the first time since 2013. This level was viewed as a line in the sand by Taiwan Central Bank, and it does show that Asian central banks are getting more comfortable with the FX strength. Final point here is that the Japanese yen is probably worth a look. It's been completely off investors' radar screen uh, in recent months, but in the backdrop of generalized Asian FX strength, and weak equity markets heading into the November U.S. election, more downside in dollar-yen does look likely. A second theme last week was the declines we're seeing in interest rate volatility. In fact, on Friday, we saw a record low in the move index for U.S. rates volatility dating back to 1985. While we do see lower rates volatility as, as sensible, we also think it's probably unsustainable. Three factors point to higher long-end yields and higher long-end volatility in the months ahead. Firstly, we see diminishing value of fixed income as a macro hedge. It's something we've written about many times before, but you can see it pretty visibly uh, in terms of what's happened this month. The S&P 500 U.S. equity index is down 8% this month. Ten-year U.S. bond yields are virtually unchanged. Second driver is inflation, where surprises continue to be more on the upside than the downside. Interestingly, August was the fourth uh, rise in a row for our core inflation surprise index for advanced economies. Finally, the gap is growing between massive long-end bond supply and not much central bank buying, a message uh, that was also disappointing by the Federal Reserve last week. Final theme last week was the UK again, where Sterling had a better week than the week before. Uh, Part of it was driven by better Brexit news, although we think the market may be getting ahead of itself on that front. Uh, Secondly, the UK data uh, was also more upbeat, although summer activity was always set to be better. Uh, We think the outlook for the UK economy from here is set to be tougher. This week's flash 
PMI for September will be an important focus. And finally, on policy, the Bank of England has again raised speculation of a move toward negative rates. This is not our base case, but the risks are certainly rising. And two speeches from Bank of England Governor Bailey this week should provide clarification. We do remain bearish on sterling, at least until we get more clarity around the Brexit picture. Uh, This week, more generally, is a fairly busy one. Tonight, we get the results of local Italian elections. Uh, We expect the opposition centre-right to do reasonably well, but we don't see this as a trigger for early national elections. As far as Italian bonds, uh, we favour short end relative to long end. Uh, Governor Bailey's first speech of two uh, is tomorrow. We do get the flash PMIs on Wednesday, and we also have a host of central bank policy meetings. In the G10, the basic message for central banks is it's, they are in wait-and-see mode, although we may get a hawkish surprise from the Nordrhus Bank later this week. As far as emerging markets, the key message is the aggressive rate-cutting cycle of recent months is very likely come to an end, this being an important reason why we turned more selectively constructive on emerging market currencies over the past month or so. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Watch, and please do subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and social media channels. Speak to you again soon.